Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, and I thank you for hitting play. Now today is February the 16th, and on this day in 1993, the faces reunited at the 13th Brit Awards. It was held at the Alexandra Palace in London. Now they did so to honour Rod Stewart, who won the Outstanding Contribution to Music Award. Bill Wyman replaced Ronnie Lane on bass, as Ronnie was sadly suffering with multiple sclerosis. Other big winners on the night included Annie Lennox winning British Album of the Year for Diva, Peter Gabriel won Producer of the Year, International Solo Artist was Prince, International Group went to R.E.M., and the most successful live act was U2. On this day in 1990, Ike Turner was sentenced to four years in prison on 11 charges, including possession and transport of cocaine. He was in prison when he and ex-wife Tina were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And on this day in 1972, during a week-long stint as guest host on The Mike Douglas Show, John Lennon performed Memphis and Johnny B. Good with Chuck Berry. Lennon calls Chuck, my hero. But for today's main show, we're going to focus on an album that went to number one in the US on this day in 1974. Yes, on this day 49 years ago, Planet Waves, the 14th studio album from Bob Dylan, became his very first record to top the US album charts. Crazy to think, really. Now, if I'd have asked you what his first number one album was, you'd probably have said Highway 61 Revisited or Blonde on Blonde, but you'd be wrong. Planet Waves featured the backing of his longtime collaborators, the band, and the cover features Dylan's own artwork. The title for the record was originally going to be called Ceremonies of the Horseman, but was changed at the last minute to Planet Waves, which caused a two-week delay in release. 
Now, with me to talk more about this record in situ in time for Dylan is the man who knows more than most about this iconic figure, podcast host and author of the book about man and God and law, the spiritual wisdom of Bob Dylan. Here's friend of the show, Mr. Stephen Daniel Arnoff. Planet Waves was another in the long line of albums proclaimed to be Bob Dylan's big comeback. In 1974, it had been three and a half years since his last album, a spare but twisted collection of songs. That's two versions of Forever Young, The Dark Urges of Going, Going, Gone, and Dirge, and the pithy sway of the opener on a night like this. Was Dylan a moon and spoon composer of love songs, a psalmist, a mystic digging under the surface of relationships to reveal their pain and doubt, or an aloof rocker? The answer came one year later with the album Blood on the Tracks. But first, there there was a lot of rock and roll ridiculousness. A lot of blood on the tracks. Keep in mind that Dylan had reached a wild artistic peak in 1965 through 67 and essentially left the public stage despite superb weird albums like John Wesley Harding and Nashville Skyline with the underrated New Morning and the universally hated Self-Portrait in 1970 and the soundtrack Pat Carrot and Billy the Kid that produced the rock standard Knockin' on Heaven's Door. By 1974, Dylan reunited with his pals the band. Dylan and the band round one in the mid-60s was a world of pot and pills and the British invasion. In 1974, it was the Eagles and Zeppelin and the Stones in a firmament of unlimited wealth, massive hedonism headlined by coke and heroin, and uh, enormodomes to fill. Dylan and the band fit right in for about a minute and sold out a mega tour in which every rock indulgence was indulged, and this was the tour that Planet Waves directly preceded. Only then, after that tour, came an album some consider the greatest example of Dylan's genius. It was something like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez novel of Francis Ford Coppola film and Frida Kahlo's Portraits of Pain all in one record. That was Blood on the Tracks in 1975. And this was where all of the pieces of Planet Waves came together. Rock had blown up. The earth was shaking. Dylan ran roughshod through the wave. And the result was a personal life in disarray, and an explosion of new musical vision. Yet another comeback for a guy who has never really left was complete. But the tracks that led there started with Planet Waves. And I'll be back tomorrow with more On This Day Rock Goodness. Till then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 